everyone. This is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. Today, I want to talk to you about the word retreat. I was watching a program today, and it just was a really great reminder to me that when I take the time in the morning to retreat in my room to do my meditation and my, um, there's lots of different things I do in the morning to get my body uh, to continue its healing process. And infrared lights, I do those. I do uh, massage. Um, basically spending time with my body in tune with my body. And so I meditate now and I do breath work. That brings me to a state uh, where my mind is actually very calm and um, it allows me to have insight. So I ask my inner guide, like, God, what is it that you want? Or my inner guide, what do you want me to hear from you today? And so today what I heard was the word retreat. And it's what I've been doing and leaning towards. So it was a confirmation that what I'm doing when I'm retreating in my room, which I recently just uh, created in my room. I was living in the living room of our house until my do- my other daughter moved in now. And she's in the front part of the house. And I have my room finally finished in the back of the house. And it's beautiful because I have these, this beautiful big window. And the sun just shines right through into my bed and, and wakes me up in the morning. It's just ideal. So I wake up now. I feel like I'm in a little retreat every single day. I'm so blessed. And I want to encourage you guys to whatever you have for your retreat space that you do it more every day do it because you know, the world is a busy place. We live with uh, harsh people. We live with a lot of turmoil. And if you don't retreat from that, eventually you will get sick. And so I've been learning more and more about how caregivers get become ill and why they become ill. Um, the people who care the most for people are the ones who um, they've proven scientifically through all these medical uh, trials and uh, pursuits to find out what it is that makes people sick. And it is it is definitely that we care so much we put other people before ourselves. We always think of what the other person's going to be like. Do you do this? Like I used to think I have to take care of myself because I don't want to be a burden to my kids. I mean, it wasn't like I was thinking, "Oh, I have to be good to myself and take care of myself because I deserve it. I want to be a I want I did want to be happy and healthy at the end of my life." But it, the first thing I thought of was my kids. Like that's, that seems really noble, but it's not because when you deny yourself, that's not noble. So what I wanted to do is encourage you to practice every day doing what you love to do and spending time with yourself and saying no more to the people, no more to the people about what you're doing for them. If you're the one who makes dinner and lunch every day, like I do, I'm practicing that by when I'm tired saying, I'm not making dinner today. If you guys want to make something, there's food, right? And I would have never done that before. But now I'm, my kids are so grateful that I'm doing it. And that shows you a lot about the relationship I have with my kids. I'm very blessed that they do want me to take care of myself and they encourage it. They don't whine and say, oh, why aren't you doing this? You know, uh, they're grown adults also, but (laughs) they're not the kind of people who expect me to do for them. They sure appreciate it though. And that makes me feel good. So I can become kind of addicted to it. So are you like that? Do you actually do things for other people at the expense of your own well-being? Well, there's a difference between making someone dinner every day and lunch if you enjoy it. Um, But when you don't feel well, do you feel comfortable in saying no? 
I mean, are you just always obligated to do it? That is not a very healthy pattern to have because um, what it does is it leads into other areas of your life. Um, if you're always the one doing for someone or caring for someone, the proof is in the science that those people who um, die of cancer and a lot of people who get uh, illnesses are the ones who do not take care of themselves. And once they start taking care of themselves, a lot of times their illness will go away. And I'm kind of living proof of that because I've been going my whole life serving, serving, serving everyone. I learned that from a very young age to serve and uh, also deny my own feelings. And so now I'm sitting here at the age of 57, finally, you know, coming around to where I don't feel like I want to do that anymore. So I don't because I realize the science is there. It explains why I've been so ill for so many years. And, um, and it's, it's why I know this is my year of healing. I keep saying that because I felt that as I started to do more meditating and getting to know more about living in the now, I was suddenly feeling like, wow, this could be my healing opportunity. And so it has been, um, I have a long way to go, but what it is, is who knows when it's going to just happen. I don't even know, but I do, I know it's possible, but it's not going to happen if I keep running the race because it's like having a wound and you don't take the time to uh, let it heal. If you're not retreating, you know, if you're always doing for other people and you're ignoring your own needs, and I'm not even saying it has to be like acknowledgeable. Most of this is all in our subconscious mindset. And that's why I always talk about doing intentional things to help yourself and include yourself in the care you give. Because if you don't make an intentional step towards it, no one's going to do it for you and you will end up sick. And it's miserable when you get sick. I'm speaking from experience. I see it now. I see, I look back on my whole life and I realize what I've done. Now, I'm not going to beat myself up about it because it was subconscious. My mind was just doing it. You know, I was trained to do it. But now that I'm aware, see, that's what I want to do is help people get aware, you know, be aware of the fact that you can choose the life you want. If you're in a relationship that you don't like, you can leave, you can retreat. And if that person changes and gets better, so it works out great. But if they don't, you need to leave. And there's a reason why you need to do that because you matter just as much as the other person. You may not feel that way. You may feel like you need them in your life for all kinds of reasons, but you, you really do have to be that person for yourself because you were born for a purpose and you, you need to take care of yourself. If you hear any banging in the background, we're boarding a cute little dog. He's about a year old and we gave him a Kong and he's trying to jump at the baby gate. So I probably have to cut this shorter today, but um, he's out there in the hallway and it's kind of cute. We had the baby gate up and he put his head underneath of it. I put it up kind of tall and he slid right through it and just started walking through the house like he owned the place. It was really funny. So we got a bigger gate up there and now he's just like chewing on his Kong and dropping it on the floor so you can hear a big bang once in a while. That's the dog. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, I really just want you guys to remember the word retreat. That's really my my thing. If you are in doing any work all day long for someone, caring for someone as a parent or as a caregiver or just a worker, we all know by law we need breaks. And so if you're not giving yourself a, a break during the day to retreat and then do something that's good for you, that's, that's the second step. Don't just take a break and go watch TV or unless it's something you absolutely love watching and it feeds your soul. Um, but listen to music, meditate, do something that's going to be healthy for you to take your mind off of what you're doing 
while you're working. So something that makes you not think of that person while you're on your break. And you can be creative in how you do this. There's lots of ideas out there um, and how you can squeeze time in for yourself. Just look at some things you do throughout the day that could be cut shorter and then count those minutes and make yourself a break. Okay. So uh, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like much at first. You're just taking a break, but over time you'll start developing a pattern of doing it. And then it will become a way of life for you. I didn't get to this point in my life just overnight or even within a year. It's been a long journey for me. It started about, um, I think it was in 2017 when I moved out into my trailer to live, to write my book. I basically then did so much. I had stopped running the race of parenting. My kids were old enough to be on their own. And I was facing myself for the first time and nobody else to care for but myself. So I still kept caring for them, but I was pulling away. And that's when the healing started. So there's proof right there because I wouldn't be where I am today knowing that the meditation work I'm doing is healing me, the living in the now, knowing about the law of attraction and everything that's changing my life. I can tell you to this day right now that I love myself fully and I will never deny myself again anything because I deserve what I want. And what I want to be is content, happy, all the things everybody wants, right? So don't forget to include yourself in the care you give by retreating and taking care of yourself and doing what you love so you can be a better you. Okay, guys. Bye-bye.